0: Welcome to the Starnet Regions 1 and 3 podcast. Illinois Starnet envisions a future where early childhood professionals and families have the supports needed to provide all children with a high quality, equitable education in inclusive environments. Starnet's mission is to promote evidence-based inclusive practices for young children with disabilities. Professional development to support educators and families meaningful child outcomes through innovative and engaging learning experiences. To find out more about Starnet Regions 1 and 3, please visit starnet.org/home.
1: This is Emily Riley, Assistant Project Director with Starnet Regions 1 and 3 and your host today. Today I'm chatting with several early childhood leaders in Illinois about their professional development services and how they work collaboratively to support the broader goal and vision of the Illinois State Board of Education as it relates to high-quality early childhood programs. In Illinois, we do have a variety of free services for educators and professionals, and really the goal for today is for our listeners to get an idea about what services are out there and how to access them. So welcome and many thanks to my guest today. We have Christy Doan, um, who is an Early Childhood Principal Consultant with ISBE, Ann Kramer, who is the Project Director with Early Choices, Tammy King, a Program Manager with Early Childhood Professional Learning, and Connie Sugar with Illinois Starnet Regions 1 and 3. Welcome, everybody.
2: Hi. Hi, there. Thank you.
1: Hi. Thanks. Yeah, very excited to chat with you today. Um, I find I feel we're um, fortunate and lucky in Illinois if we're in early childhood education, because there are so many services out there, Um, but sometimes people just don't know about them, right? So let's um, hear about all the wonderful things going on. So Christy, I'm going to go ahead and start with you. I know one of the goals in um, the strategic plan for ISBE talks about... um, Illinois' diverse student population will have educators who are prepared through multiple pathways and are supported in and celebrated for their efforts to provide each and every child an education that meets their needs. Um, So can you just start off with telling us a little bit about how these three projects that are represented today um, support and work towards that goal?
2: Absolutely. So, Emily, you just said that we're fortunate and lucky in Illinois, and I could not agree more. We um, at the State Board of Education, the early childhood department, we fund several professional development projects and high quality professional development projects, uh, because really we just believe in the importance of ongoing research based professional development to support all educators in whatever role they have. So we are focused on the three to five age range today, but I do wanna say that we also have some projects that carries down to our zero to three educators with the prevention initiative programs. um, And then also up to our kindergarten providers with kids support. All of our projects though, employ techniques to support social justice and equity for all children, racial literacy, cultural responsiveness, and anti-bias strategies. You'll see that throughout. Um, Our professional development projects have recently adopted and worked collaboratively together um, to determine what their, you know, what their belief statements are that cross all of the projects, and those really ground them in their work. So, all of the projects, even though they they focus on different elements of early childhood education, and I think everyone's going to tell you about what those elements are, but all of these believe statements um, are, really show that the projects align to the same set of core values. Um, so let me just kind of share with you what those we believe statements are um, that these, these projects have come up with together. So they believe in equitable access to high-quality professional learning, regardless of the program type and location. These projects believe in quality professional learning with authentic implementation and that that leads to better outcomes for children. They believe in preparing educators to support all children in a high-quality, play-based, inclusive early childhood environment They believe in professional development that encourages families to be partners in early childhood education and that those families are an integral part of their child's development. They believe in addressing implicit bias to remove assumptions. And they believe that every educator has strengths to build upon um, to really achieve sustainable quality improvement. So they really value these things. um, And you'll see that throughout the work that they do.
1: Thank you, Christy. That was a very helpful thorough overview of the projects in Illinois. One of the things I heard you say is that strong emphasis on equity um, among and across the PD projects um, and inclusive environments. So in Illinois, we have early choices which really focuses on that goal of inclusion. So Anne, can you tell us a little bit more about Early Choices and how you're supporting um, young children with disabilities and inclusion?
3: Sure, thanks Emily. Yeah, so Early Choices, our mission is to promote increasing the quality of inclusive early care and education for each and every kiddo and um, birth to five. And so our goal is really to increase the number of children who with disabilities who receive their services in a regular early care and education setting. So um, we are looking across the state and at at different um, programs to support them to really just be inclusive. And so we do that in a few ways. Um, We provide technical assistance and professional learning that Christy just talked about um, for teams and um, that includes for professionals. So for school teams, program teams, administrators, but also with families because we need to bring everyone, everyone along. So we really believe it's important to engage and empower our families. And um, so A lot of our resources are duly, you know, duly targeting professionals and families. And then we are a pretty small project. There's um, just five of us working right now in Illinois, plus our administrative assistant. So we um, cover the whole state. And um, so we really collaborate with all of you, with the other TA projects to um, really just, you know, maximize our capacity. Um, so that's uh, super important to us. Um, and we have a few, um, you know, I don't know, we have a few uh, key tools that we use um, to support programs, and I'll talk about those in a minute. We, we really look to support programs um, by engaging with the administrator, administration, and Um, helping them look at their data and look at who they're serving and how they're serving their children. Um, We encourage the programs we work with to build a leadership team so that um, they can be looking um, at their inclusive practices together as a leadership team and then working with, you know, throughout their program. Um, So they're really building their own capacity to do that is kind of our plan. And then, of course, we really want them to create an action plan so that we have some um, steps in place. Um, But then we provide a lot of tools to support that planning, that professional development and those meetings. Um, I think if I get to highlight one, I would pick what makes inclusion work, which is if you, you know, when you check out our website, you can um, find that on um, our good to know page. But uh, what makes inclusion work is just, a great planning tool to look at all the various components that we need to have in place to support inclusion in early childhood. And um, it, it kind of gives us a a way to look at all those pieces. And there's, there's like bullet points or um, that we can kind of examine to kind of dig a little deeper into those big, big picture activities, like a mission, a uh, mission and vision. Well, that's a big piece. So what do we need to be thinking about in that, regarding inclusion and supporting our our kiddos with disabilities in inclusive settings. So I think that's us in a nutshell. (laughs) Oh, what's that? I I said, I think that's us in a nutshell. Oh, (laughs) okay.
1: Yeah, and they're probably so much more, um, small but mighty for sure. Um, you, you know, probably didn't want to mention it yourself, but I'll go ahead and share it. But certainly since this project has been here in Illinois, there's, there's definitely been, you know, you mentioned data and we look at that data and the trend line is going up in Illinois, right? With young children receiving more inclusive services. So, so the services you're providing are working and are being effective. Um, so I think that's worth
4: highlighting
3: Thanks. Yeah. And I think also, you know, those, the programs in Illinois are working hard at it and, and, um, you know, so that drives us to create more resources and think of better ways to support those programs. So it goes both ways.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I know that tool that what makes inclusion work is a tool I, I use in my work a lot too. So thanks for having all those amazing resources on your website for other professionals and, um, programs as well. All right. Well, I'm going to move on to um, Connie. So Connie is representing Illinois Starnet today. Um, I know Starnet works collaboratively with Early Choices quite a bit. So I'd love to hear, and I think our listeners would love to hear kind of what makes Starnet um, unique and just some of the services that um, are provided to support the education goals in
5: Illinois. Sure. So in Illinois, we have six Starnet regions. So we do cover the entire state and we do like to work collaboratively with um, Anne and her team at Early Choices and with um, ECPL. So um, we all try to make sure that we're meeting the the needs of all of the classrooms, the educators, the families out there. Uh, With the six Starnet regions, one of the things that we did this summer is really look at our our vision and our mission statement, and wanted to make sure that it really reflected what we believed in. So we did redo it. And so I'll tell you what that is. It says, Illinois Starnet envisions a future where early childhood professionals and families have the supports needed to provide all children with high quality, equitable education in inclusive environments. And our mission is to promote evidence-based Inclusive practices for young children with disabilities, professional development to support educators and families and meaningful child outcomes through innovative and engaging learning um, experiences. So to <laughs> really see our mission and vision come to life, we have to be out there um, in the communities. So we like to go out to classrooms, but we start with um With doing trainings, we do a lot of trainings, all kinds of trainings, different topics, different modes of trainings. So you might (laughs) see if you go to our website, we have a training calendar where we have face-to-face trainings. We have virtual trainings. We have trainings that are on demand to meet the needs of people who just whenever they can get in to do training, they want to do it. Um, and we also do in-service trainings on request for uh, districts or multiple districts that want to work together. Some of the other things that we do, I said so we want to get out into those programs, so we do technical assistance, just like Anne had talked about that they do. We love to go out into programs and just observe, talk to the teachers, see what's working, see what challenges they might be having and then brainstorm with them. What can they try different? Uh, What can we do to support them with resources? to make sure that the kids are getting the services that they need in the environments that they that they uh, should get those in. So we'll look at the classroom environment. We might talk about different ways to set up the environment so that it meets the needs of all kids. We might talk about schedules. I mean, there's all kinds of things that we might do when we're out doing the technical assistance. One of the pieces that was added new this year is intensive technical assistance and with intensive T.A we're really looking at meeting with either an individual teacher, an administrator, or a team of of teachers and their administrators to to really take a deeper dive into some of their needs and work on a long-term basis with them. We'll put together um, an agreement, we'll put together a plan, setting goals, and meeting with them on a regular basis throughout the year to try to uh, support them in achieving the goals. Um, Another new thing that we added this year are communities of practice. So there are multiple uh, community of practice that each Starnet region is working on. So from early childhood outcomes to transitions, administrators, teachers, families, all of those pieces. Uh, So those are new things that are popping up. And if people go to our uh, websites, they'll be able to, to get more information there. Uh, But really, our goal is to support educators, families, to make sure that all kids are receiving the services that they should.
1: All right. Thanks, Connie. I will definitely include the website on our episode notes here so people can um, go back to the STARNET website and check out some of those resources that you talked about. Um, They can find our trainings, all of our services. I think we've got a request services tab right there in our website. So it's a nice little summary of most of the things that Connie just shared today. So um, if those sound of interest to you or something that um, is going to support you in your professional learning, please check that out. Okay, so next we're going to hear from another resource in Illinois, uh, Early Childhood Professional Learning, which is also a statewide project located in Arlington Heights. Uh, So Tammy, um, can you go ahead and tell us some of the services ECPL offers um, that kind of aligns with those broader goals that Christy mentioned at the beginning to support and meet the needs of children?
4: And absolutely, I'd be happy to. So as you said, ECPL or Early Childhood Professional Learning, we are one of the projects at the Center Resources for Teaching and Learning in Arlington Heights. So we're in the Northwest suburbs, but we are funded to cover the entire state of Illinois. Um, so we provide professional learning and technical assistance to all the state-funded preschool programs, so preschool for all or PFA and preschool for all expansion programs. Now, again, since we're we're uh, statewide, our reach is statewide. We are focused on making sure that what we offer is easy and and um, there's easy to access and that there's equitable access for folks all across the state for all the state-funded preschool programs. So to that end, we've got some different formats that people can access. So similar to what Connie was talking about earlier, we have on-demand courses, and I would say courses with a small c, except, you know, I could make air quotes, but you, know, you can imagine, right? Um, so on-demand courses, so to speak, which are about an hour in length. And then we have live webinars and events too. So our live webinars are always recorded and posted on our YouTube channel. And as you might imagine, the content that we're producing and that we have are putting out there all supports the Illinois Early Learning and development standards and practices that have been identified as being indicators of high quality preschool programming. So we do have probably some of our lesser known um, work in the field, unless, of course, you're one of the programs that's eligible to receive these services, are our coaching project and our technical assistance project. So those are job embedded professional development programs for those that are eligible. The coaching project supports teachers with embedded professional learning that's focused on continuous quality improvement in instructional practices. And so in order to make sure, again, that we've got equitable access for everybody across the state, we use a virtual platform um, to conduct the various steps in the coaching cycle, provide learning and resources and networking for those that are participating in that. Also, we have technical assistance available, again, for those that qualify in the Preschool for All Expansion programs, and that's provided by what we call program support specialists um, and that are assigned to those programs. And they guide administrators in the implementation of the various grant requirements and provide support um, of the required positions of things like instructional leaders and family educators. Our coaches and our program support specialists that support those programs all regularly participate in their own professional learning on equity and cultural and linguistic responsiveness with the expectation, of course, that they're implementing and infusing that in the work that they're doing out in the field. So, again, those are for those eligible programs. We also have eligible for or open to everybody. We have live sessions like webinars. Again, recorded and up on our YouTube channel on all sorts of different topics, everything from language arts and literacy, assessment, professional knowledge, social emotional development, diverse learners, which includes preschool English learners, STEM, STEAM, family, community engagement, just, you know, runs the gamut of everything. Um, So those are live webinars, but again, they're recorded if you miss one. We have administrator forum virtual sessions. We um, have been getting a great response from the field on those. So those are recorded, again, posted on our YouTube channel if you can't make it live. And those are done in partnership, of course, with ISBE. Um, They address uh, various topics that are of interest to our PFA and PFAE programs, and they happen throughout the school year. Not necessarily once a month, but, you know, kind of in that ballpark. We also have online administrator academies that are free in our partnership with Illinois Principals Association. There's a number of those every year that administrators can take. And if I don't, if you don't mind, I'll plug mine, which is coming up in the winter, which is on culture and linguistic diversity and early childhood education programs. And that's open to anybody that wants to learn more about that. We also have on-demand courses, um, depending on what you might be interested in. So we have the introduction to Eckers 3 on-demand professional learning that you can access through our site. Um, this is an introduction to the tool, and it's covered in a two-part recording. We also have social-emotional learning online modules with Pyramid Model, and that provides a framework for supporting Illinois' commitment to promoting healthy social-emotional growth for our kids, our young kids, and we provide free access to that uh, for program staff. And they're available in English and Spanish. And there's also a module um, or course specifically on culturally responsive practices to reducing implicit bias and also a wellness one. We also have through our partnership with WIDA Early Years um, a number of on-demand courses. So when when you find yourself at home unexpectedly in quarantine or in lockdown, you can log on and you can you know learn a little bit about preschool ELs. Um, it was actually fortuitous that we we got into this right before um, COVID started and before the lockdown happened because we saw a huge jump. And the number of folks that went online and uh, took advantage of those on-demand courses, and they're still there. So if you haven't gotten a chance to do that yet, folks can get on and do that. There are some modules specifically that talk about how to work with families of dual language learners or English learners. Um, there are tools that are translated, um, things that help you work with families to understand what their language goals are and what their learning goals are for their for the kids and their families. That's all there. Um, again, those are also on-demand. So in short, you can find free PD uh, when you need it on probably whatever you need. And if it's a (laughs) lot, I I was going to say that. Yeah, I think we've got the educators covered here in Illinois. It sounds like (laughs) I think we do. I think we do. So um, and I know hopefully we'll be able to get those um, links for you, too, so that if you don't have to hunt around on our website, because as it sounds like we've got a lot of stuff on our website and it's not always the easiest to find right away. So hopefully we'll uh, facilitate that for you so you can find the right links to what you need.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We will put direct uh, links in those notes there so people can find what they're looking for. Thanks so much, Tammy. Um, So, wow. So definitely... Everyone kind of has their own unique mission, but working towards that broader goal. Um, Tam, you mentioned like the administrator forum. And um, I was just going to mention because I was going to bring up collaboration next. And I know Anne has, um, you know, provided some sessions on inclusion at the administrative forum um, and in the administrator academy. I think you also offer a um, a course or a workshop, I guess, on inclusion as well. So I don't know. Ian, did you want to share anything about those two pieces or? Yeah, when uh, Tammy mentioned that she
3: was putting in a plug, I'm like,
1: "Oh, okay. Let me let
3: me do that (laughs) because there's one coming up on inclusion and administrators academy that um, we do with ECPL, and so it's myself and Antoinette Taylor um, on implementing inclusion um, from an administrator perspective. So, um, yeah, we and we've done that several years in a row, and we still we're always like, "Oh, yes, put us on again. We really enjoy it."
1: Excellent. So with that idea of collaboration, what other um, collaborative, collaborative, excuse me, projects are going on in Illinois that people want to share?
3: I, um, I think we're such a great example here in Illinois of the overlapping of the projects and not uh, competing with each other to, you know, reach out, but to actually try to work a little smarter Um, So that we can reach more, reach more folks. So I was thinking about um, the collaboration that we have, um, not only in workshops, but then also when we um, work together at site level. So just sharing information so that if we happen to have some of our districts here in Illinois are rather large, right, so they might be working with all three of us in terms of um, projects and and then additional ones too. Um, and so just making sure that we sh- share information across projects around what we're doing and collaborating on those plans so that we have one action plan instead of multiples. I think that's a step in the right direction too, to smooth it out for the, the users, right? For the for the programs.
5: I think also, you know, in talking about that program level, I think we're really good about when we're working with a program, if we feel like one of the other projects would better meet their needs, then we're good at, at collaborating and talking and sharing those resources and connecting programs with other uh, projects as well.
1: All right. Well, I'll go ahead and share another one, too, because I happen to be presenting on one of the sessions, but I know um, all three projects are um, rolling out a DAP series. So that's a webinar series. Um, and I don't have the information right in front of me, actually. So I will probably plug that flyer to the notes here or if somebody else, on <laughs> anybody else here has that information, feel free to share. I think it kicks off next month. And again, it's it's a webinar Um um, late in the afternoon, I believe. Oh, it looks like Ann has it. Yeah, what's the date of that first one, Ann?
3: It's October 12th. So, and they run from
1: 4 to 5
3: 30. And so we have October 12, November 15, January 24, and March 14. So, kind of spread out throughout the winter.
1: Okay, excellent. Yeah, so you'll, um, there'll be a presenter representative from each project on each of those uh, webinars so that we get kind of that full perspective all the time thinking about inclusion thinking of children with disabilities thinking about all all children. So when we say all in Illinois we mean all, right? <laughs> right. And
3: and that whole idea of developmentally appropriate practices, right? Of course that's for every kiddo. So whether you have a disability, you don't, if you're if you're in a program we want you to be using high quality practices and sticking using those developmentally appropriate practices.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I think some of you spoke to this a little bit when you were highlighting your projects, because you talked about the on-demand courses that have been available and things getting recorded and just accessible on your YouTube pages. But I'm just curious, because of course, um, I think we've all seen it in our work and being in the field, just how, um, COVID in the past couple of years has really impacted um, some of the needs of educators for their professional learning, Um, whether that's, you know, lack of um, subs or shortages with subs, you know, there's a lot of factors that are kind of impacting um, educators and what they um, are able to commit to their professional learning or what their needs are. So is there anything that you want to share with your project as, as far as ways you've been responsive to that or how you're really trying to work in meeting the needs that are, um, as they've kind of shifted, I guess, within the past couple of years?
5: I'll jump in and just, you know, talk about from the Starnet perspective. I think that uh, we've really had to look at how we're offering professional development, but also how we're offering technical assistance. So as far as the professional development piece, you know, clearly we had to do more and more things virtually, and we also, decided, gosh, we really need to bump up our on-demand offerings for people so that they could get to it in their time. You know, that they couldn't always be there on Tuesday at four o'clock when we were doing a webinar, but they might be able to do it in the middle of the night. You know, so whatever we could offer that is just available to them at any time was beneficial. We also, um, had to make sure that we had a virtual option for providing technical assistance so if somebody wanted technical assistance but we weren't able to go into classrooms because districts weren't allowing that then um we were doing that virtually and offering that option and maybe it was just talking with somebody on the phone or talking on zoom or even having them uh, use the their camera to show us around the classroom so that we could see the things that they were talking about the things that are going well for them and the things that they really felt like they were having challenges with and wanted supports with. So I think we really had to think outside the box of how can we provide quality services to them to support them in a new and different way. Yeah.
3: we And Connie, I would just echo, we did the same thing with early choices. And one of the things that um, we discovered was we would record webinars and then post them, but that's they can be long. And then, when you're um using a recorded webinar, you have the interactions with the folks, and it gets a little it's a little awkward to be watching. and I know i don't I don't really want to watch those <laughs> recorded ones very often. So we went back and chunked out some of the content from some of our more um, popular webinars and made sure YouTube um informational videos for folks so um same content just a lot more streamlined so you don't have to like listen watch while people you know type in their responses in in a recorded webinar um, and at the same time as right i can't remember if it was right before covid or about the same time we launched our understanding inclusion modules um which is one of our on demand offerings and that was really um those on our, on our website are, they're smaller and they're chunked up. So they're much more bite-sized pieces, which um, really has been a popular item for us is that people don't have time for an hour and a half, right? They, they do have, um, you know, shorter amounts of time where they can just, you know, grab something in between and hear um, what's happening and then catch up and finish up later, So that's been, that's been, um, good for us
1: and good for the field.
3: So, um, yeah, really like doing those too.
1: Yeah. I think that self-paced is really, um, key there. Right. So it's like, oh, I can put a little bit of time in when I can, but I can always go back to that if it's not going to work out. So that's excellent. Anyone else want to share anything around that? Like, um, just changes or ways they're trying to be responsive.
4: I know one of the stories we we uh, revisited recently in a meeting we had over at ECPL was how at the very beginning of COVID we were poised at the, right before it started we were poised to start a small scale. Um, pilot of online coaching, which literally overnight overnight became a large scale implementation of online coaching, um, because of everything that we ran into. Right. But it ended up being a success. It was a huge success. It's not the way we would have wanted necessarily to have done it in quite that, uh, you know, turn on the fire hose kind of manner, but it ended up being great. And I think, as Connie was talking about, and, and I was talking about too, right? I mean, it's been a great movement for the field um, to be able to to support them in new and different ways. And so now, looking back at it, it seems like it wasn't too bad of a lift. But
1: uh, <laughs> but it's <laughs> okay. good. It's good. Well, and and like it's on demand's not going anywhere, right? Like this is right. something you guys have. Okay, like this is this is kind of where we are heading. You know, as it seems like there's so many options though, too. Like, you know, I see we still have some in-person people are still doing some in-person things, but also just a lot more variety and options.
5: Emily, I think one of the other things that, that really we started during COVID um, not necessarily because of COVID, but we started during COVID were these podcasts and the numbers for, you know, the people who are viewing the podcast is amazing. Um, you know, and it's people from all over the country that are viewing them. And they're nice because as, you know, Anne was talking about those short, you know, segments, you know, so some of them might only be five minutes and some of them might be a half an hour, but they don't go forever. Um So those, and then, you know, we also with our YouTube channel, we have a lot of our training videos that we've done for years that um, we've put some of the most popular ones on our YouTube channel. And, and those also, continue to get a lot of views and because uh, they're there whenever you need them.
1: Absolutely, Yeah. So we've talked about, you all have talked about a lot of amazing resources that are available. Um so I'm definitely going to share some websites, direct links. Are there any other um ways that people can reach out to you? What like what's the best way? Um if somebody's like, hey, I want to learn more about that. Um, yeah, we need to improve on inclusion. I want to check out these sources. Is it? The
3: easiest thing to do is just go to our website, right? At www.eclre.org. And there's a contact us button. You can sign up for our mailing list, I think on any page you land on. And then I really just encourage you to look around on our website because like you said, Tammy, we have so much stuff. It can be hard to find. So feel free to be like, to to send us a message, I'm looking for something to blank. I'm looking for adaptations. I'm looking for planning tools or whatever. Um, we'll be happy to share that. But um, also, it can be fun to just poke around and see what you get. <laughs> so, no matter who you are, too. I think we have we have a page that's for targeting families. We have a page that targets faculty. Um, and so those those are um, just kind of organizing the resources for particular. People.
5: Yeah, and I would say Starnet, same thing, going to the website. And if you go to starnet.org, you can access any of the six Starnet regions. And each of our websites are a little bit different, but we have, you know, our training calendars, we have ways to request trainings, uh, ways to contact us, um, all of the services that we have available. Um, so I think that really that's the best way you know, to reach out to us as well and let us know what your needs are.
4: And I'd have to say the same for our website too. On, on ours, you're going to look for a little blue button to join our mailing list if you're not on there yet. And, uh, but yeah, it's worth the time to, to poke around and see what's there and uh, know that we do have quite a bit um, on our website as well. A little bit different than some of what's on um, our colleagues' websites, but um, good information all the same. So. All
1: right. And I know there also is the um, professional development calendar on the Illinois State Board of Education website too. And that's actually not just specific to early childhood, as my understanding, right? Um, but you can search, you can um, filter um, by early childhood. So if you're maybe just looking for a training on a specific topic, not sure which agency maybe to kind of go to, you could always go directly to the State Board of Ed website and check out their professional development calendar. All right. Well, I think we are getting ready to wrap up. Any um, closing thoughts or comments from my guest today?
4: Thanks for bringing us together. This has been this has been great. And ironic that this all started with COVID, and here we are.
5: Hey. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, definitely. All right. Well, thank you so much, Anne and Connie, Christy, Tammy. It was a pleasure um, talking with you and hearing more about the projects. And thank you so much to all the listeners out there um, and supporting this podcast. Take care. Thanks, Emily. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Starnet Regions 1 and 3 podcast. If you have any questions or concerns, please reach out by emailing starnet at wiu.edu or submit a request by clicking on the Request Services tab on our homepage.